Hello and welcome to Stirring the Pot, Entertainment Studio's premier pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek, the first and the last. Today we have... Sam. And... Asia. I'm a continent. It's it's our second week of... Like, if we're a bit low energy, it's our second week of attending conventions. conventions. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Day 13. Calm down. Calm down, audience. Bring it up for day Calm 13. Calm down. That, that was a total of 13 panels we've done in two weeks, on top of, like, press and, like, Merch. merchant stuff at the previous week. I am beyond tired. Same. We came home, and my house is still in disarray, so. <laughs> I really forgot we, like, kind of, we had, like, since we were, like, kind of in a rush. Yeah, we left in a huff. Yeah. And then, like, the week previously we left in a huff, and then I had to work. I was, I feel like, I, I feel like. A lot of people have their different, oh, we're about to take a trip. We're not going to be our house for a bit cultures. And I feel like always making sure the house is clean or at least like even if none of the rest of my room is clean, my bed is at least made mm-hmm. so I can just collapse when I get home. Unfortunately, I did not do that. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, we didn't get a chance to do as much as we wanted to do at these like conventions. But uh, I think it was a really fun time. This week we just did Tampa Comic Con and... Uh, it was different from last week in some regards. Um, I still had a great time. I still had an amazing time with the panels that we did. Uh, what panels did we do? We did the My Hero Academia. We did hip hop. Let's create a tabletop podcast. Part two of Let's Create a Tabletop Podcast. Um, My Hero Academia. Uh, hip hop and anime cultures combined. Um, our identity representation panel. And finally, our per, the old classic, the persona and the nature of the soul. soul. Um, all those panels had a pr- had a pretty good turnout. Um, we had a lot of. I feel like I say this every time, but I'm always so delighted when we have so much good discussion. I feel like, wow, I really am a broken record. The reason we can do all these um, panels over and over is because every audience built, brings something new. I really like the hip hop and anime panel. That was a favorite of mine. Thank you. Thank there you. are a lot of people. You did a great job, first of all. And then there were a lot of people with a lot of different, um, just like experience being in music, being uh, like studying abroad and stuff like that, that brought their expertise and their knowledge and their questions to the panel. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've gotten that um, kind of interaction yet for that panel. So that really excited me. Yeah, that was a really fun time. I think the hip hop and anime might have been my favorite at this convention. Uh, the Let's Create a Tabletop podcast was really fun. The, uh, I really, I'm looking forward to doing that again next year, and I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of the type of tabletop podcast mm-hmm. because we thought we would get it all done in one like convention, go, at one convention. But then people got like so into talking about all the different ideas they had. We'd ask a yes or no question. We'd get back paragraphs, and they there'd be some crunchy ideas. I liked them. So getting to do a part two where it was kind of like a collaborative project between Mm -hmm. these two groups who don't know anything about each other, but I was really excited how they took the ideas of the group from Metrocon and really incorporated them into their own what they wanted to see, and they were happy to play along with the thread that already got started. Exactly. Um, The up next to my hair academia panel, it's always fun. Fun. I feel like every year with every new season of My Hair Academia, we can like push the envelope of the conversation a little more. 
Right. Um, one day maybe I'll get a complete room that's just like, yeah, we're all just manga readers. Maybe one day we will all be manga readers because it's a manga reader living in an anime watcher world is rough. It's rough. Um. Uh, after that, there was the hip hop and anime. We already talked about that one. Um, then there was the identity representation panel, which, which was this morning. Well, we're recording this on Sunday. Um, hi, from the past. It took an <laughs> interesting turn. I feel like I, I feel like if I say it like that, it sounds like a negative. But for that panel, if you don't know, I have like fourteen to fifteen different sources that I like. That we sort that we uh, that we went through and we cited for this panel, and um, we were able to delve into a number of the different sources with just uh, the questions and the discussions that uh, were coming up. Yeah, and you don't. We only portray like three of them because that's a lot to get through and it's a lot so to much. bog people mm-hmm. down with. But. Like, I know you were excited to be able to be like, no, no, I did the research on this. There's actually backing to follow this avenue of conversation. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. So I was going to say, I also really appreciate that there's a lot of creatives in the room, or there are a lot of people who are just like, a lot of people are just writers mm-hmm. who are using this as an opportunity to also get input in regards to how to further their own research in regards to making creative um, content for themselves and making their own representation as well. Yeah, I really enjoy that. I felt like. Especially, I feel like at conventions like Tampa Bay Comic Con and MegaCon, where it feels like a lot of creators come to kind of stir the pot a bit. And, <laughs> uh, stir the pot a bit. And uh, kind of sit down and talk to other creators about, hey, how do you do this thing? Um, since we've been doing these panels for a bit, and because I feel like we've garnered a bit of expertise in the years that we've been doing this, I feel like it feels great to have people be like, okay, what am I supposed to do in this? Because it's like, it's problems that we've run into while doing this thing, whether it's the world of Valor or like scripts that we've worked on. Right. Um, the final panel of the day was the persona one. We kind of retooled it a bit this time just because it was one of our older ones. So it was, I think it's our most philosophy heavy one simply because it was our first panel. We really wanted to do it right. So we like, as we went on, we learned how to keep like the philosophy like central, Mm -hmm. but to streamline it a bit. So no one got bogged down and lost. And it was still, it wasn't unwieldy when it came to the discussion portion. And we tried to like, we're, we're workshopping it. I don't think it was perfect, but I think we definitely streamlined it to, like make it so that we could use the um what is it called themes and stuff within shintoism that do pop up yeah and it helps that shinto and persona map so completely onto each other like for it, it sounds stupid to say but once you realize like once you even delve a little into shintoism and see how central it is to like the culture you look at it and you're like, oh, wow, this is a really Japanese, like, game. Yeah. Um, oh, and also um, about that one, with Persona Royale and Persona 5 Strikers coming out, I feel like it really kind of revitalized the panel and mm-hmm. that 
we get to talk about the like philosophy behind kind of the metaverse and shadows in a way with this new like just a wealth of information that we're given Mm -hmm. that we haven't really been able to delve into as much with the previous games exactly exactly and it's always exciting i get to go i think the past two weeks i've gone on like a what do you call it? Just like off the top of my head, philosophy binge, and no one's ever like, no, uh, that sounds stupid. So I'm like, yeah, we're yeah, making sense you, out you're here. Listen to us. Um, I feel like what's important to say before we like leave the topic of like the panels we've covered, um, is, um, a lot of our fans of this podcast. Hey, you've been with us for a, a while, um, and okay. you've followed us from our early days at conventions. Um, I want to say that. We have kind of completely retooled the way that we do panels now. I think we've definitely hit our stride. And that means we've made a lot of changes that make things hopefully more enjoyable for Mm y'all. And also more enjoyable for us. Yeah. I think we've gotten a lot of experience um, just outside of entertainment, too, that builds into this idea that, hey, we can make this uh, edutainment thing actually entertaining. Yeah. So I feel like um, that's to say, um, if you're coming to MegaCon in a few weeks, if it's still happening, please. 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 I know we were just saying that. Unless we, it's on unsafe. Unless, Unless it's, it's unsafe. Unless it's unsafe. Um, please come out to see us. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be really fun, especially since like we've got kind of got our start in this in the Central Florida loop of pan- of conventions and stuff. So I think it'd be great to see the evolution of us at these panels. And if you, like, come to one of our panels before and, like, honestly, feel free to come up and talk. And if you're not into that, I totally respect that decision. But it's always cool to see people who are like, oh, yeah, I was there when you did this. I remember when you saw this. And I just like to see if you get something new, if we're succeeding at what we're trying to do with making each of these panels. Even though a lot of we're retooling a lot of the same information, but, like, unique for each place. But, yeah, we always appreciate, like, I, one of my favorite parts is people coming up to us and, like, having more questions or having mm-hmm. another comment that they want to get in or just, like, expressing that, hey, I feel like I learned something. Yeah, I, um, there's two compliments that stuck with me. Also, I'm not going to stick super hard on it because I, I'm sorry, I didn't get a lot of people's names when they came up to me. Um. Everyone is really nice. Everyone, Every, so everyone nice. is so nice and respectful yeah. of the panels. Um, if to, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. What I was going to say was like, hey, if you're listening to this and you've never been to a, a convention, I would suggest it. I would highly suggest it because I feel like everyone is super kind. And um, two comments will stick with me. One was a uh, mom during the My Hero Academia panel. Um, right? That was the panel where? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, where she was just like, yeah. I know nothing about any of this, but I had an amazing time during it. That highest form of compliment. Yeah, highest and, form of compliment that we could get. And she's not the only person who said that, which I always appreciate, because mm-hmm. that means the attainment part of edutainment is coming through. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also it's just like you came to this panel not knowing anything about this panel, and you stuck around the whole time, which that is really impressive. Um, I became fifteen percent more confident just from hearing that um, in my day to day life. And then there was the number of different people who came up to us and was like, hey, I remember seeing you in 2017. Or like, 
2018 or like two years ago when we last had panels. You were there and we were here for this panel. Um, I loved hearing that. Yeah. And also they talked about how much you improved. Yeah. The thing is, much... Oh, sorry. Go on. No. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say that because I was there from the beginning when you guys started doing panels like roughly where you guys were kind of a bit less confident in your own like research and abilities and how you've grown so much that you can carry them by yourself even if people aren't being as like vocal in a panel which i really appreciate i feel like the you have mastered the attainment of the edutainment part you've mastered the education part first but now the entertainment factor yeah. kiss. It, it always felt really Thank good you. um the only thing that did felt good uh when people were just like yeah you remember me don't you oh man we all have masks on right now i don't I don't, I, I don't, I don't. It's been three years. <laughs> the thing, if I saw you yesterday, I wouldn't have recognized you, man. I'm so sorry. I'm really bad at remembering faces. I have a customer service job. But all those things, <laughs> all of those things was so great about this convention. But I feel like I'd be dishonest with myself if I didn't also talk about uh, the things we didn't care for yeah the things we weren't as enthusiastic so, about so if you're one of those people who are just like yeah east is too negative we can stop right here this is a good note <laughs> for all people who like the nice rant session stick around uh, i didn't think it'd be not a, even a rant session yeah you're yeah, right you like I, it was very minor things like it's um i think tampa bay comic con as a whole isn't necessarily the most exciting of conventions mm -hmm. in previous years. They we've had a, this year they've had to shorten the amount of panels that we've, they've had. Yeah. Right. In previous years, Tampa Comic Con has always been my kind of favorite convention simply based off of the panels that they had. Like they'd bring in researchers, uh, NASA would come in. Um, and then we'd all get to see these really cool stuff where it's like, even if there's not like main events, like how, uh, Metro MetroCon has. has. There was always a panel that was like within. There was so many wide interests of panels that everyone could find something to do. Yeah, right. I also really like that it's because how MetroCon is very much more anime focused. This one's a lot more fandom in general it's focused, typically. Book. Yeah, yeah, it feels more focused on comic books than even fandoms. Really, or like more Western. Yeah, more Western inspired. Yeah, and so while that's fun i found myself a lot of times not having a lot to do at the convention i think it this is one of the cases where you really got to see how the coronavirus and the pandemic kind of hit tampa bay there were um like there was a lot of downtime with not a lot to fill it they had like rooms and i saw them like trying different things with the lego room and stuff like that but um all in all this wasn't my favorite yeah. It wasn't for me. Um Yeah, the there was some there was some logistics stuff that came off kind of unwieldy. Yeah, I, that's like the best way to say that it, it kind of came off unwieldy and it's like I I feel like it just didn't leave the best impression for me, especially since we've been going to Tampa Bay Comic Con for what? Since 2017. It's I feel like it's been on the docket since, like, maybe our second year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's, that's like, the main thing. Like, we had a great time with our panels. Um, 
uh, we had a great time with people who came to visit us. Um, amazing cosplays we saw everywhere. Um, but there was just there's some negative there were some negatives that made the weekend not as enjoyable as it could have been. But it's all in all, it's not like a com- I'd say it landed itself a neutral experience. Mm-hmm. Panels amazing. But all in all. Yeah, that's pretty much our Tampa Bay Comic Con, like, exper- Wrap up? Yeah, we, like, like, the thing is, this isn't a, this isn't a dig at Tampa Bay Comic Con, like, Metrocon had so many events that we could talk about, and they're... Tampa Bay had the panels, but because everything was kind of parsed down, it, it kind of erased our usual niche of, like, convention attendance, yeah. if that makes sense. But, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, we're not going to easily, within 17 minutes, get to our Q&A portion of the of our Stirring the Pot. Yeah. Um, you guys ready? Yeah. I'm so excited. I love being asked questions that I can probably answer. So, um, abracadabra. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, the world of Vala is in its fifth season. What comes next? Can you bounce back from multi-world ending situations? Also, what can you come up with next? What comes <sighs> next, you ask? The B-sides I've been waiting three plus years for. That's what comes next. I'm taking them, and you can pry them from my cold, dead hands because you bet your bottom that I worked for them. You did? Give me my B-sides. Give me my B-sides. I want my beach episode. I want my school festival episode. I want my, you know, I was trying to think of some more Western B-sides. I got to be real. Um, oh, what, the, the oh. body swap episode? Oh, yeah, the, um, the I get shrunk episode? Yeah. Our Western B-sides so lame. I hate them. Um, the B-side where everyone goes into space. and The, the B-side where Urkel creates a time machine. I and you travel back to the time of pirates. I don't want those. <laughs> I don't want those. Um, honestly, yeah, it's B-sides. Um, we have something little in the docket that, um, re-listening to a lot of our stuff, I, I've kept kind of a, a secret from the fans. And so I'm going to keep continuing keeping it secret. Oh. Like, the only people who, the only people who got it are the people who, like, saw us in real life. Ooh. Like, what's coming next with the world of Val. So, mm-hmm. that's really exciting. And I'm glad I didn't jump the gun and spoil it so easily. Oh. Wait, no one knows? No one knows. Oh, yay! Yeah, that's I'm fun. excited. Oh, well, I guess technically um, our, and the realms, I know this isn't World of Valor specific, but in the realms of tabletop, we now have a tabletop podcast to also tune in on based off of what we created with, like, the people who came to our panels. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. That's going to be interesting. Should we, like, host that on just, like, before the roll, or should we, like, make it its own thing? We'll see. Yeah, that's something. Well, that's, that's, that's outside table later. talk. Okay, so we got another question. And it's from Warm Lentils. I love lentils. Who's the best written shonen character in anime? I feel like uh, this is a question we keep getting a lot. Like, we even got it when we were like. Of streaming for Dragon Ball yeah. Z um, Universe? Yeah. I think I... we have. Oh, sorry, go on. No, continue. Go, go. I remember, well, like, we, like, kind of were, like, Vegeta, Luffy during that Let's Play. Oh, actually, um, we ended on um, Sasuke, Luffy, Zoro. 
in regards to like just showing in characters. But then we, at the end, as we were moving on to the next question, we were just like, wait a minute, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh yeah, you're right. I gotta be real. I I love Shonen. I don't think I really care for the writing of Shonen. Same. I think Shonen is my like. Uh, you know how Marvel movies are just kind of like mindless entertainment for yeah. the spectacle? I feel like shonen animes are my mindless entertainment for the spectacle because they are so disappointing to me once mm-hmm. I start thinking into what the writing is. No, that's fair. What, what, what about when I parse down the character arcs of One Piece? Like, I think Derek's interpret. I'm so sorry. I love One Piece. I, I watched One Piece as a kid. I was really into it. I'm still really into One Piece. I'm not strong enough yet. I've I've spent years, and it's just been piling up, trying to build up the strength to tackle the behemoth. The longer you wait, the longer it is. Like out of everything that I've heard, I think probably like One Piece, Full Metal Alchemist. I I feel like there's probably something in my like backlog of shonen that I feel like should be in here, but I can't think of off the top of my head. Because it's only asking for the best written shonen character. Uh. The thing is, I feel like where Shonen fa- typically falls apart is the overarching narrative. I feel like laser-focused character arcs, I, t- I think some of them did to do pretty well with like one or two characters in each show. I'm making a face right now. I I don't I don't have anything to add to that, but I want you to know I'm making a face of it. Eh. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying, I, I cry every time I watch uh, Ace of Oh. Is that shown? No, that's like sports. No, is that shonen? I thought, I thought shonen was just anything that was geared towards yeah, like boys. The thing is, Haikyuu is considered a shonen anime. I am a sucker for Haikyuu. Yeah. Sucker. I, I do Demon enjoy Slayer? how they do. Nope. Uh, Demon Slayer. I got to be real. I um I finished Demon Slayer during the pandemic. I cried. I, I was invested. I think I locked myself in a room for three days straight. You did? Um, not after, just during the process. And then I got over the I like I got over my own self hype of Demon Slayer because I enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's not there. It's not there. There's not a lot of character arc as much as it is character journey. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Demon Slayer, but um, I wouldn't. Maybe maybe I'm too high standard. Maybe maybe we should skip Asia for this question. Air, I'll come back to the it. The entertainment to audience is just like, yeah, you guys are too negative. I am exacting. I am critical. You could say is Sorry, one of my I, qualities. I, I Asia, I want to make it clear that I'm not judging you for any of this. No, no, it's okay. Like you are, you are completely well within your opinion to if like. You got good. If you have high standards, yeah, that's fine. Don't settle for don't settle. Don't settle for a tuna out of a can. Where you can get caviar. Don't yeah. settle for whatever they did to my boy Naruto, even though he's the main character of his own. Se- Next question. Next question. I'm gonna get stuck in a shonen loop. I feel like there's a shonen cavity in my mouth that I can't stop talking. Just leave me alone. Okay, I got Let, you. Go, go to the next one. Ruth Later Gator. So you hate Rick and Morty? Can you go to more into? Can you go to more into that? It's literally one of the best shows on TV. Why would you hate that? Ah uh, man, I oh. feel like you already have your opinion. So oh. whatever we say is like. <laughs> It, yeah. It's not gonna gel. Like, I don't think it's gonna be a good enough reason. The thing is, yeah. I feel like we don't even talk about Rick and Morty. I feel like the only other time we talked about Rick and Morty is when we released that Let's Play, and someone asked us why do we hate Rick and Morty, and we gave our reason why we hate Rick and Morty, and now everyone keeps asking us questions. Why do y'all hate Rick and Morty? 
Yeah. Watch the Let's Play. <laughs> also, if you generally want that, like, do should we just rehash? Like, should, should, do you want me to go episode by episode? Should I, I rewatch I, Rick and Morty and just take notes? You yeah. don't want that. Do you need to write an like, article? Hmm? The thing is, I don't want to waste time. The thing is, it's like, you can like Rick and Morty. The thing is, if you if you say, if you shown, I haven't passed any judgment on people who watch Rick and Morty. I just say, I don't like it. And I leave it at that. Yeah. I used to like Rick and Morty. I used I also to like used Rick to... and Morty a lot. And then Rick and Morty made some choices I didn't like. And then I stopped liking it. I think it's just like how they handled characters how like some of the jokes they made like it, it's adult humor and some adult humor is not for me or it goes a little too far or it goes really too far and i don't like it i feel like some of the episodes i saw that really cinched it for me were the episodes that felt like they were playing a little too close to the sun with incest and i was like i am good on this they've really delved in that this season oh, so I, yeah like, and also season like the previous season with like, like the dragon episode why do we gotta do that yeah. I mean, I feel like, so much other stuff I feel, why? Like, I feel like they're trying to up the ante and i feel like that's one of the things that's like still like a shocker thing for people i can't do also, it in the hotel when we were at the convention when we watched the episode about the turkey you know the, a lot of people hate that episode it was like I was, it's funny. I gave, I think I gave Rick and Morty, like, I was like, I'll watch this episode. I've given it three strikes, though. Too many. And we're turning. And then it didn't have, like, it was a funny episode. It was tongue in cheek. And, like, I was like, okay, I can do this. Wow. How do we hit the one Rick and Morty episode? It was the newest episode. And everyone, a lot of people hate it. I, it, I, I felt like it felt like, right within what I kind of liked about it, mm-hmm. while avoiding all the things I absolutely hate. Exactly. Anyways. Next, next question. question. Also, I'm, I'm skipping the why do you hate Marvel movie question, because yeah. on, honestly, I, um, I'm i tired of getting it. I'm like... Watch the previous... <laughs> watch the previous one. Some people don't like uh, popcorn... Not popcorn. Like, candy pop mass mass manufactured pop songs i don't like mass manufactured superhero movies all right done let's go um steak dinner steak yeah i steak thought you said dinner. stank dinner and i was like that is a different uh, thing um that's an image so cyberpunk 2077 cyber augments would you do it no <laughs> what would you have to lose right um i don't my, my phone's outdated it has a yeah, lot of problems. I, I'm too poor right now to get a new phone. Could I imagine if I needed, like, a new, like, eye? Like, every time a new one updated? I couldn't do it. I also, like- I hate updating my phone. It's, it's a whole thing. Go on. Um, I don't really like the way Cyberpunk 2077 does their uh, augmentations. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Um, and two, I feel like one of the... Uh, themes of cyberpunk is just like the kind of trade-off of this augmentation like you're kind of not commodifying your body but like you are like you have to get it upgraded you have to make sure it's always working so it's kind of like what's the trade-off here when like big business in cyberpunk it's another thing it's a different thing i prefer it in shadow run when they do it where it's just like oh the isn't it like the more cybernetic uplets you have the less magic you have or the less yeah action- but i think the reason they did that was kind of brought out of the it's supposed to be like anti-corporation but by getting the like cybernetic enhancements you're like kind of putting yourself in a position where you're relying 
yeah. on the corporation again. Even yeah. if you get kind of like yeah. underground black market stuff, you're still relying on the people who make this. Yeah. Because I know that... Sorry, this is a, like a kind of like off topic, but kind of like centered, like parallel to it. How people like, I constantly hear like, oh yeah, I feel like whenever a new iPhone comes out, my iPhone just stops working. And it's just like, why would you put want to put that in your body? Robots. Why the movie. You, why would you want that? Yeah, the robots movie. Perfect. Was that DreamWorks? I don't remember. But That's sorry, a perfect example. I feel like I cut you off, but I know it's also been like people not liking that less magic, more cyber, like cybernetics tie, like make you less magical because it's just like, yeah, but if it's the choice between like a leg, like a prosthetic leg from now and a prosthetic leg from the future, I'm going to get the prosthetic leg from the future. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't like take away my personhood that I need this, um, like aid kind of thing. But yes, anyways. Not that we've had this conversation. I'm sorry, I brought this up just now. Um, Lupe Frenzy. This is the last question of this ilk. The thing is, this is kind of like a summed up version of a question that we get a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's better to have the three of us here to talk about it than just like me and Sam or like just me and you, Asia. Um, Lupe Frenzy. Hey, do you guys care that you may alienate fans with your opinions? Aren't you afraid of being canceled by a vengeful audience? Um, y'all go first on that one. I feel like I could talk a lot. Uh, so the thing is, um, do I feel like we could? The thing is, do do I think we do I fear alienating fans with our opinions? And a part. So this might this might alienate some fans. Yeah, but. <laughs> No, because yeah. the things, I feel like there's never been a point where I like I hide my opinion or soften my opinion. Yeah. Because once I do that, then I'm like I'm not representing the things that you value. Yeah. It's like if I those like I feel like a main component of why we made entertainment too. Well, well, you I'm not the creator of this. I'm just a person that also works here. Um, is like one of our core values is like us being honest and truthful and like trying to be like one of the pillars of representation and kind of like being the change you want to see in the inter- entertainment in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and like us kind of like us kind of like backpedaling and nitpicking and kind of like did I say backtracking already? I think I did. Mm, back backtracking, backpedaling, whichever. Can but you- anyway, um us doing that kind of doesn't represent us and doesn't like it's like I personally wouldn't want to be a part of a fandom that I don't know what they value, to be honest. Like, they're kind of just, like, wishy-washy on every single subject. I wouldn't want... I wouldn't know what... I wouldn't support them. I feel like you're here for us and not, like, a self-centered way, but it's, like, we're... To be honest, we're not the only people like this. We're not the only people reviewing media. We're not the only people out there sharing our opinion. It's a bigger market than ever for this, Mm -hmm. and... If you're in our corner, you're here for us. If I wanted to do this and just to, like, kind of be a blank slate for people to project on, I wouldn't do that because someone else can do that. Um, If you're here for me, you're here for my opinion because that's what I have to offer you. And if you like it, I'm really glad about it. But if you don't like it, I also understand because we're not – there's a bunch of people whose opinions I don't like. And – I'm not going to stick around for them. 
And I don't expect you to stick around if you don't like what we're putting out. Exactly. On the other hand, it's like there are p- tons of people who are willing to be that blank slate just to get the likes and the clicks and the views. And that's a lot of work. I've, I'm unfortunately, not, un- not unfortunately, but um, I'm very opinionated. Um, you could see it in, if, if this weren't a podcast, you could see it in my face. That, that's just I, impossible. Two, it's like, I feel like the idea of being canceled has kind of warped from its original intention. Mm-hmm. And it's like a straw man sometimes when people ask like, oh, I don't want to do this because I'm going to get canceled. But it's like, I feel like the original intent is like seeing someone actually doing something offensive, actually acting in a way that is harmful to people in a community. corrected. And like, if it's not corrected, it needs to be like, it needs to stop being supported. Yes. And the thing is, I feel like people take that in a black and white way and not, and it's been so kind of not fear mongered, but I'm going to say fear mongered because I don't have the sentences to delve into it more right now. And that if you like, if you have a real understanding about kind of how it started and what its real intent is, then you're not going to be afraid of every little person coming out of the woodwork because you're just going to do the work mm-hmm. to make sure that you're not harming the communities that you might be reaching out to for an audience. And if you do do that harm, then you need to own up to it and apologize. And if someone decides that they don't want to support you after that, then that's not you necessarily being canceled. That's just, or hey, I'm going to... It's a repercussion of you messing up. People mess up, and that's fine, but they no one's, like... Entitled to forgive you if they, like, don't see... Don't the... see you growing. Yeah. And I feel like we always try to have that respectfulness, and we always try to do the research. And if it's something we're not sure about, we kind of bow out of it. So I'm never afraid of that for us, because I know that's something that we look for and what we consume. So being that like representation that we want to see being that example that we kind of like want to see we make sure that we're conscious of that happening mm-hmm. yeah that's that's great that was wow. perfect Woo. yeah oh my god what, give it up audience Ooh. please are you afraid of alienating audience with this really hammy uh <laughs> clapping <laughs> Potentially. God. Uh, anecdote, really quick. Watch the Disney Channel original uh, TV show and sitcom the other day and legitimately played a mental drinking game where you took a shot every time they had the laugh track. Legitimately, it was either every, uh, in a five minute like span, it was either every line or every like other line. It was ridiculous. They're really like just clicking on it just to click on it just oh some llama ding dong oh my god <laughs> hey you check the mail <laughs> okay you about the orange juice oh <laughs> orange juice you mean orange juice <laughs> <laughs> it it was painful <laughs> i'm sorry continue i'm gonna get stuck on this i just need someone to know um Honestly, we had a question that was, I think this is the last question we should end off with. Um, It's the patented, who would win in a fight? Derek? Okay. Versus? Okay. A great white shark? 
Okay. Derek, you don't even... Oh, wait, is there more? In a pool. Derek, in a pool. You don't even really like the water that much. Yeah, babe. Are you standing, like, outside of the pool with a harpoon, or are you just... I'm in the water. You're no, in the you, water. Sorry, the Great Watch. Uh, one... The thing is, like sharks don't go out of their way to bite you. The thing is, I feel like the shark is also at a disadvantage because what? How big is a pool? The thing is, they don't say. So I'm going to take like a uh, standard uh, like apartment complex, like, like a ba- five so, foot pool, someone's backyard pool. Oh, okay. I'd mess up a great white in a backyard pool. Yeah, no, they you would not. They don't have good advantage. Yeah, there. they they can't get any momentum. And also, chlorine is there. I assume. Yeah, they de- like they they wouldn't. I do gotta well. be real. I don't think we should subject the shark to this, and I'm somehow still not on your side. I feel like going into this too cocky is also part of your downfall. Yeah. I think you're underestimating. You don't think I would respect the shark as my adversary? Um, It's not respectful to have the shark in a pool. Hey, hey, I didn't didn't set up the situation. The thing is, it's not even like a salt water pool. It's like a straight up pool. And the thing is, sharks need to move or or they'll die. We give it an Olympic swimming pool, but you gotta give me a spear. Uh, no. How big is, how deep is he this? He said pool. pool. You know what? We could have made an Olympic swimming pool in the first place and not given you a spear. Why can't I get a spear? Why do you? Men make tools. That's what makes us. Yeah. Uh, figure out how to make a sphere in the Olympic swimming pool. If you don't have the crew, like. How deep is an Olympic swimming pool also? Pretty deep. How deep? Pretty deep. Pretty deep. The YMCA pool went to like, like I want to say twelve. 12, 12 feet. maybe longer. I think mine that I used to swim in, I was a child though, so maybe <laughs> 15 feet. It felt, I, I couldn't get to the bottom. I, I was dying. Yeah, like I would sw- I, I would try to swim to the bottom. I could never get to it. That's concerning. Maybe I should have trained more. <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, um, I don't know, babe. I feel like, no, the thing is, I feel like you're like, yeah, you're such a shark. I feel like your confidence is going to be oh, your downfall. that's funny. We, we were like, yeah, it's like 15 feet. It's only 9.8 feet. Oh. Yeah, I'd Olympic? Sh- yeah. I guess you don't need it to be that. What about diving pool? Ooh. Regardless, you're not winning, but, you know. I'm not on Team Derek. I'm we, on Team saw, Derek. Pull out of we, this. We saw the Discovery Channel, like, Shark 16. Week thing. That shark messed up that diver. It looks scary. The thing is, the, the, the driver, the... What what happened? The, the diver was calm, yeah, but the, I don't know how calm you get under pressure. Hey, I, I've seen you in stressful scenarios, babe. Hey, what do I do when I'm crossing a bridge? I breathe deeply. We're in you a can't pool. do that underwater. You'll die hey, faster, and take, the shark won't have anything to do with I've it. I've been doing mindfulness, so I've learned to master yeah. my body. All right, we're taking it to a vote. Um, Derek, be the shark. All in favor of Derek, say aye. Aye. All in favor of the shark. Do not mess with the proceedings. All in favor of the shark. Say aye. Aye. I'm on the fence. (laughs) The thing is, um, the shark isn't in its proper environment. It's in a pool. You, I don't know how well you do in pools. I've never seen you swim. the thing is, I was in the military for a bit. I'm a pretty strong how swimmer. How long ago was that, though? You give a, you have a, how long, when was the last time you were in a pool swimming? How fast can you swim? Because it's a shark. The thing is, I wait for him to come to me. And then do what? And then do what? And then, like, I he goes for the, like, bite, and then I float over his body. That's not. And if it's at the surface, what are you going to float over? The air? <laughs> I Matrix. <laughs> And, and that's why I wanted to put him in a backyard pool because he wouldn't be able to get the momentum to like jab at me. What do you need momentum for when you have three rows of teeth? <laughs> the thing is, 
uh, putting the shark in a backyard pool is a severe disadvantage to the shark. I yeah. Feel, but the thing is, if the shark is in a backyard pool, you can't have any tools. Okay. That doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense. And you're like a Sims character. You can't exit the pool. Okay, I'm fine with that. You're fine with that? Yeah, I'd beat that shark up. You beat that shark up? So, how, how's my clothing situation? None. Shark doesn't have clothing. Why should you get clothing? Okay. So, I don't get any sort of So, clothes. naked and afraid, you <laughs> shark. What if I, like... What if I, like, mess with the pool and, like, get the jet out the bottom? No. Well, how are you going to do that? With what tools? Pools are made with concrete. There's, just, like, plastic bits that, like, have the jets and stuff. Oh. Okay. What is that going to do for you? I can, like, cr- tr- like do into a shiv. Pools off. Now what? <laughs> a shiv? A shiv. A shiv. How do you make a shiv out of a... And what is the shark supposed to be doing while you're trying to make this shiv? Sharks it's are waiting stupid. for you? Sharks are dumb. They're yes. so, they're you're like, alien that We recently audience, went to SeaWorld. We recently went to SeaWorld, and we, they talked about, man, sharks are really dumb. That, that's what that's what SeaWorld said. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come up with that. Is that the quote? That's what SeaWorld said. Well, they're going to SeaWorld. I'm not going to quote that. Yeah, that's what they I'm said. I'm going to put something trapped in a tank. <laughs> I'm going to put something electronic in the water to make with the electromagnetic waves that the shark uses to get around with. No, that's also tampering with it. You know what? Regardless, UV shark, I don't I don't think you got it, babe. I, I feel like I need to see you swim. Okay. <laughs> I need to see you swim immediately. In order to get the most accurate feedback on this, we need to run you through a series of um, <laughs> training and, tests. Yep. And, and comparing them with the shark's what top about, speed. What about that person who, when we did the Let's Play, they were just like, yeah, Derek versus a blue whale, but it's in the middle of the ocean. Derek's on a raft, and he has like a spear with them. Aren't blue whales like just okay. kind of peaceful, inherently peaceful creatures? They eat krill. Okay, Ahab, what are you, why are you here? A blue whale. I didn't come up with it. I thought you could take a blue whale. They're inherently, like, a lot more peaceful than a shark. Yeah, that's one. Well, what if I... T- okay. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Stop trying to get a win out of this. Why is it man... Why are you man versus naturing this? Oh, oh for all the, like, new listeners, um, there's, like, been this running, like... How, like, gag? Oh, gag. Okay. It's a the, gag. There's this running idea... Thought experiment that gag. we've been doing. It's edutainment. Um, uh-huh. Where I think... You know what? We can stop calling it a gag when you actually get into the ring with one of these animals. Oh, oh, okay. So... Uh-huh. I think Someone I... call Mr. SeaWorld. I think I can take almost every animal on this planet. Except for? Apes. Apes and, apes and chimpanzees. Gorillas? No, wait. Not the at all. The entire family. Out. The, they, <laughs> the entire primate family. They're too strong. The thing is, my whole thing is that with a tool... In my superior human mind, I got them. You're going to philosophy them to death. <laughs> the problem with, with apes... What are we? <laughs> the problem with apes and chimpanzees is that... They got thumbs. They, they got thumbs. <laughs> they know how to use tools now. They know sign and, language. Yeah, it's just like they're Coco too, the gorilla is just like... They're too throwing, intelligent. Throwing sign language at me. I don't know sign language. You're already down one a gorilla. And then like, the thing is, it's like, could you imagine... Like, it's, like I keep saying, yeah, Derek with the spear. Could you imagine a gorilla with the spear? They're pacifists, though. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, I they're pacifists pu- until they're not pacifists, You're right, I can punk out a gorilla. You're right. The thing, thing is, is I assume that if you're in the arena with an animal, the animal, like, senses your innate bloodlust. You're right. Like, there's, it's not fair to have the animal, to have you know what's going on, but have the animal not know what's going on. Someone's got to debrief the animal to let them know that they're fighting for their lives. Okay, also, you, you guys just tell them that. I'm not going to talk to the animal. 
Well, yeah, you're the competition. But also, you, we don't want you to psych out the animal beforehand. But I also feel like if the animal has like prior human contact, would the animal be like, yeah, humans are cool with me currently? All we're doing is being like, hey, buddy, this isn't a dolphin encounter situation. You're in here for your life. Wait a minute. That man would <laughs> juke you with a spear if he could. Also, also why have we spent more time on this stupid question <laughs> than any other question? With actual merit. Here, here. How about we do this? The second Dare gets in a 1v1 situation with an animal out in the wild, we'll have our cameras out no matter how shaky the footage. I we'll killed a spider to earlier you. today. You, you didn't did not even kill that spider. That was Sam. Babe, babe, please. You start training. Start training right now. Oh, my God. Get Don't to encourage t- him. Just going to try to square up with like everything my, we find in nature. My last thing is, why don't you guys support me? Why don't you guys have on my side? I'm trying to be realistic, hun. Why do I feel like I'm on the Mori all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Harvey. Derek says he feels unsupported in his dream to fight every animal in the universe except the primates. I don't even have to fight them to death. It's not me. I never said I'm going to kill these animals. I can cause these animals to submit. Okay. You know what? <laughs> you know where the boars live. You know an area where there are boars out in the world. Go fight a boar. The thing is, I have hunted boar before. Uh, uh, no, I didn't say hunt. This isn't a hunt situation. You made that very clear. This is a fight situation. This is a, I find some tools and I make them out of the trees I'm running past while I'm trying not to get gored by this boar situation. Boars can't climb trees. It's easy to escape them. Can you climb a tree? Yes. Faster than a boar can gore you? Climb a tree? Climb a tree right. I'm climbing a tree right. Man, the audience, they're loving it. I'm climbing a tree. This is so fulfilling. <laughs> Anyways, I'm about out. I'm about out of this. I think, I think it's time. Are I think those, it's time to end this. I think it's time. Oh, that was really entertaining. Hi. We're going to hold this podcast hostage. I, hi, I'm Derek. This has been Stirring the Pot. Next week, um, we're doing a really fun episode about the artistry of sports. Um, talking about Q and Captain Tsubasa. So that should be interesting. Yeah. Um, I hope everyone's going to have a, a good time. Don't spoil anything in the comment section. Because don't Asia- spoil it. I know it ended. I know it ended. Don't do not do this to me. I've been holding out. I've been trying to regain strength to deal with the switch in art style that I don't care for. Uh, your your <laughs> own opinions of that, I respect that. Um, that's, this is mine. It's been rough. And so we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.